Friend, please help Spirit-Filled Hearts Ministry by supporting the cost to produce Spirit-Filled Radio and Podcast for this current fiscal year. You can become a partner with Spirit-Filled Hearts by donating monthly. Your contributions make a difference in the lives of all those who listen to our radio shows and podcasts. Thank you for your support. Go to spiritfilledhearts.org and click on the donate button. That's spiritfilledhearts.org. Welcome to the beauty of our Catholic heritage. Our host is Father Jacob Shea, a Norbertine father of St. Michael's Abbey in Orange County, California. Father Shea has a great love for our church's heritage. The beauty of our Catholic heritage with Father Jacob Shea. Welcome back to the beauty of our Catholic heritage here with Father Jacob Shea. Let's begin in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Saint Joseph, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Continuing our series on the sacraments, and especially understanding the sacraments with regards to philosophy, let's move on to confirmation. Confirmation is a very misunderstood sacrament nowadays, and let's clear up a lot of these difficulties with rock-solid philosophy and theology. This is a very important topic to talk about because you'll see some confirmation programs at churches, and you'll see confirmation programs in high schools or maybe in eighth grade. I received confirmation when I was in eighth grade. And when you see all these different programs and and, you know, they're getting all these expanded kind of programs that sometimes take a year, sometimes they take two years. And the whole question is, are they working and are the kids staying Catholic and are they really understanding the faith and what is happening so that, you know, you have these people who, these kids who are confirmed and, you know, their parents are basically kind of like making them get confirmed, you know, because they're still living under their house, which is a good thing, you know, always, you know, get all the sacraments, you know, and then, right, as soon as they go to college and they go and they grow up and then they just fall away from the faith and, you know, there was like, what is happening at these colleges and why aren't we sending people why aren't we sending like tons and tons of priests you know to help these college campuses which are just flooded with these students who really don't know anything about the faith you know even at catholic universities or in secular universities you know we are losing all the children there and then why isn't this a huge ministry in the church where you just have these droves of priests going out you know yeah, we don't have a lot of priests, and this is probably part of the problem. But still, you know, droves of priests should be going out, or droves of nuns should be going out. And then, of course, you know, you have lay people, uh, you know, so you have, you know, focus or, you know, those good people or Newman clubs and things like this. But it's just such a small part of the, you know, Catholic, um, you know, population. And then here in a sea of all this, you know, paganism here 
in the uh, high school, in the well, high schools, yes, but in the colleges, it's just absolutely crazy to see this, you know, and all of the dens of iniquity and all the drugs and all the alcohol that's being done, you know, and all of the just immorality, you know, that's happening and who is guiding these children, you know, who, who is teaching these kids, you know, what are these professors doing, you know, at Harvard, at Princeton, at Cornell and all these people, all these kids are getting morphed into these monstrosities basically, right? What is happening? You know, so here that's the whole expanse, you know, are, are somebody going to tell people these, these days, oh, I feel so safe with my kid going off to college, you know, I'm just so happy, you know, that they're going to be a perfect, you know, model virtue, you know, a model virtuous student, you know, a paragon of morality and, you know, they're going to say no to drugs and alcohol and, you know, and all these, you know, loose living styles, etc. You know, I know it on the radio here. So, you know, all of these things here. And, you know, who's going to say that? You know, we're just basically, maybe uh, some people just have uh, this kind of idea that they sent off their the college, you know, their kids to college, or maybe not even at all, you know, and sending them off into the world. You know, not everybody, you know, can go to college not or should go to college. Um, you know, here, uh, you know, we're just kind of sending them off into the world, you know, college or not, you know, we'll expand it there. And then here, like, who's leading these kids? Who's teaching them? You know, their teacher is the world, you know, they're, they're their teacher is the evils of this world, you know, and that's just uh, so unfortunate. And indeed, we have to see. So, confirmation. It's very, very important to see that in these confirmation programs, like what is really happening? Are these uh, kids really learning about the sacraments? Are they really learning about sanctifying grace? Are they really learning about actual sin? Are they learning their act of contrition? I'm really surprised how many kids and high school students they do not know the act of contrition. This is just what that means is they don't go often enough to confession. And then here it's just um, like, do they even remember it? Do they even do it uh, from before? You know, it, these are things that we just have to really um, see and open our eyes to with the expanse of this world and not have these rosy colored glasses, you know, with regards to uh, what's happening in the Catholic Church. Because by the time we're like, oh, something's wrong, then everything is already lost because here just we see that you know the demons and you know all the world you know they work in such a manipulative way and then finally by the time that we realize what's happening it's already too late and really right now it's already too late in a, in a certain sense you know but God is powerful and he's given us the sacraments and our lady will triumph and this is the way that it goes because we have to be so utterly humiliated and we have to reach rock bottom you know all of it, everything, right? Uh, people just have to reach rock bottom and then Our Lady will show her power in the most powerful way and then save us all. You know, it's just like, that's just the way that it has to work. And so, well, save us, save the people that want to be saved. This is a very sad thing, right? Um, and so here we see that our Lady indeed will triumph, but here we have a lot of work to do. And so part of this is this whole, uh, what are the kids learning in confirmation, right? So here, you know, we send our children off to these confirmation programs, and yes, it is a time that is uh, sacrificed, but it's better than them, you know, at least being on their phones all day, right? And so they're going to class, and then here we have to make sure that they are learning the correct stuff, right? In other words, the rigorous things that 
St. Therese learned, that St. Padre Pio learned. In other words, we got to make sure that they know their Baltimore Catechism. They got to know form and matter, right? What are the what is the form of each of the sacraments? That is, what are the words used in each of the sacrament? That is, for example, I baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, right? I baptize you um, in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. That's the form of baptism or of um, confession. I absolve you from your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. All of those form, right, that's the words used. Uh, everybody has to know that terminology. And then we have to know the proper matter of each of the sacraments, right? Waters for baptism. You actually have to have sins um, in order to go to confession. You can't just say like, oh, I don't remember any of my sins and I just want to get, you know, absolution, and they don't even name any sins. It's kind of, it's crazy that, um, you know, people can, you know, go to confession and say, like, I have no sins, you know, just, it's not, you know, this is what's happening, because people have no awareness of sin, and they're not really examining their conscience. And then here, we go to confirmation, the um, form of confirmation is going to be be sealed with the Holy Spirit, right, and then... uh, we see that the matter of confirmation is going to be twofold. Here it's the sacred chrism, and then it's going to be the laying on of hands. It's twofold, right? So it's very important to realize that that is the matter, and we need that matter. If you don't have the laying on of hands, then the sacrament is not valid, it doesn't work. And so here we have to see that the children have to be really, really catechized and their catechism is going to be harder than their math class. That's the way that it should be. And they should be held accountable to their catechism in an even higher way than calculus or history or, you know, spelling or geography or grammar or whatever it is, right? The level of catechism has to be super top-notch and the kids have to see that this is a subject which is way above everything. And that's the way that catechism should be taught and um, they should be taught to love that catechism because it's challenging because it is way above, um, you know, us and here we're being taught about these glorious truths and we have to really exert effort in order to practice our catechism and to really learn it well and to really you know make flashcards you know get it into our heads talk about it with our friends etc you know catechism has to be really treated with great respect and then here that the parents have to be enforcers of catechism and make sure their children know what their catechism is and then if the kids have any questions they should go to their father and their mother and the father should know the answer because the father should be a teacher in his family and then the mother also and thus we see that confirmation is uh, what it's supposed to be is the whole family gets together behind the child and make sure that they know the faith that they're ready to really see this world for what it is and know how to really follow our lady and know how to you know conquer the forces of this world uh, for the kingdom of God and really to let the immaculate heart triumph and to be an instrument of that. And so, with regards to confirmation, 
the preparation, you know, we've spoken about this. It has to be rigorous. It has to be real. It has to be something that we respect. It has to be something that we take so, so, so seriously. Um, and it has to be more than calculus. And that's what confirmation should be. And we can't just like, oh, like leave the kid at the program and then they come back and then not even talk about it, right? We have to constantly engage and ask them, like, do you really understand this? Do you understand why this is so important? Like, why is this important? Like, really challenge them to see if they've really internalized all the truths of the faith. And so here, that's really what confirmation should be like. And then um, afterwards, you know, here, this is the time when, you know, they should, um, you know, really learn the faith uh, even more and get solidified so that they they can really go out and fight. Now, the important thing about confirmation, too, is that now it has become kind of like a rite of passage, and it's something that you kind of do later. And what this does is basically once you finish it, then you kind of just left it behind. And this mentality for confirmation is like, oh, I finally checked that box. I don't really need to do anything with the Catholic Church anymore, and I'm just going to wipe my hands and I can just live my life after confirmation. This is not, of course, the way that it's supposed to be at all, but we have to be ready by confirmation to really fight and really fight uh, hard in this world against the forces of the evil one. Now, the traditional uh, order for the sacraments are baptism and then confirmation and then Holy Eucharist. This is um, the traditional order that we really have to think about bringing back. And the reason for this is that the natural or really supernatural order of the sacraments is supposed to imitate the natural order of things. And so we get um, born, right? We're born. Then we have to grow up and actually grow teeth, right? And then we have to mature in our body. And then after that, we can eat solid food, right? That's the natural order of how we grow up, right? We cannot eat a steak when we are an infant, right? Uh, it's very important to realize we had no teeth yet. How can we even chew the steak, right? And so so here it's birth, then growing up, and then eating solid food. This is very important to remember in the traditional order of the sacraments. So thus, the traditional order of the sacraments is baptism, confirmation, and then after that, Holy Communion. So they, you would get, you know, confirmed at a younger age, um, and then you would receive Holy Communion when you were perhaps 12 or something like that, and then maybe confirmation when you were 7 or 8. And then this is the way that it was viewed um, that you need to follow the uh, kind of way of the sacraments that imitates the way of the uh, natural concourse of life. And this is important because the sacraments are given to us um, as our spiritual life. And so it's really important to see that the Eucharist is our true food. It's really important to see that the Eucharist is our 
true sustenance and it's also flesh and thus we have to really be strengthened first uh, by confirmation and then there uh, have the intense period of learning and learning and learning so then by the time that you are you know older then you receive the Eucharist with a lot of attention and a lot of love nowadays things are switched and uh, you know this is uh, not a sin but here we see that you know it does have some drawbacks um, so people they receive the Eucharist early which is allowable by St. Pius X. But then afterwards, what happens? They receive the Eucharist early, the Blessed Sacrament early, and then what happens is that their family doesn't go to church, and then they don't even get confirmed in the end because they're like, you know, we don't even need this anymore. Um, You know, as a child uh, is there sometimes there is the desire for okay I need to get this child baptized oh I need to get them first Holy Communion but then after that confirmation is just like well uh, not really need it it's kind of like extra Um, and so it just falls by the wayside and this is another kind of just practical thing that happens uh, why we need to get confirmed first and then Holy Communion uh, because people just leave off uh, confirmation thinking that oh it's just like icing on the cake we don't really need it that much and so here we see that confirmation um, is super important. A lot of people uh, are just not confirmed because they're just like, I don't want to go to two years of classes and therefore I don't really need confirmation and I'm just going to go throughout life and fall away from the faith, etc. and then just do my own thing. And so this is really important that we need that confirmation uh, when we're early there um, so that we can really get that strength of the Holy Ghost and then with that uh, continue our studies and be continually strengthened by the Holy Ghost and then you know here you can really meet the world head on because the world is so savage as we know here um, it will eat us alive if we do not have Christ right Um, it will trample us down it doesn't care about us at all and for many people we just have to learn that the hard way but with Christ all things are possible and beautiful and joyful and triumphant and he will do everything for us if we give our hearts and our minds to him. Thus, when we get confirmed, we are strengthened. That is, we don't receive the Holy Spirit for the first time. This is a very, very important thing that we get the Holy Spirit already at baptism. We get the Holy Ghost already at baptism because how can it be that we have sanctifying grace and we don't have the Holy Ghost in our souls. It just doesn't make sense. We have the life of the Blessed Trinity in our soul, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, and that's why we get the Holy Ghost already with all the persons of the Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, right, of Holy Ghost. There we get all of the Trinity, right, the three divine persons in one God. All of the Holy Trinity is in our soul, and that's through sanctifying grace. And thus we do get the Holy Ghost at baptism. Then what happens at confirmation is that the presence of the Holy Ghost is strengthened within us. And we need the strengthening because we still need to grow up in the spiritual life. A lot, a lot of people, they are just not even 
in the spiritual life seriously. And those who kind of are, at least in the state of grace, they don't treat the spiritual life seriously. And um, so many people, right, they don't even really take any real stock in the arduousness of prayer and how much effort should be put in each day to praying with our whole heart. And so here we see that uh, the confirmation, right, the strengthening by the Holy Ghost is so necessary because we need that strength and perseverance in order to really develop our prayer even more and uh, again to be fed with that beauty of prayer and uh, not give up. We need to keep on going no matter what. And this is exactly what confirmation does is it strengthens the Holy Ghost and allows us to be more docile to the gifts of the Holy Ghost that again we received already at baptism and then here um, in confirmation we want to open up our soul uh, more and more to the action of the Holy Ghost and thus uh, with confirmation we see that um, it is so important to grow up spiritually and again we have so many people that are just either babies like uh, temper tantrum babies in the spiritual life um, or are not even in the spiritual life because they're in mortal sin and this is so sad that um, we have so many immature people in the uh, spiritual life and they haven't tasted the beauty of the spiritual life and the beauty of prayer and they're just really stuck um, and they're really not progressing at all. You know, St. Teresa of Avila, she says um, that a lot of people and really it turns out to be most people in this world never enter the interior castle and they are stuck in the moat where all the bugs and the creepy crawlies and all of the insects and alligators and snakes and worms and all the mucky water everybody is just like you know swimming in this like slosh and this is because this is the slosh of mortal sin and they're again not taking their life uh, seriously and taking God seriously and thus uh, most of the world is not even in uh, the spiritual life or even close to practicing the spiritual life. they got to get out of there first, go to confession, etc. And thus, here, when we see uh, how many people are so spiritually immature, and we even see this nowadays also, like how many people are so immature, um, you know, that, you know, they cannot sacrifice. That's the whole thing. Um, we cannot really grow up until we are able to sacrifice and we are able to take care of another human being with true love and then help to form their intellect, help to form their heart, help them to get virtuous, all of these things that uh, really a parent uh, must do. It's so difficult for high schoolers or college students to do because, again, everything is so self-absorbent and just the structure of everything is so selfish. We only think about ourselves and not about what we need to think about, uh, namely God and heaven and how to get everybody that we know into heaven. Thus, confirmation is so important to strengthen us so that we are able to really fight the good fight and to never give up and, of course, to be ready for suffering. And this is the beautiful thing about confirmation is that in the old confirmation, you would have the bishop kind of give you a nice little tap on the cheek. And that little tap on the cheek, a little slap on the cheek 
is a sign of uh, beautiful suffering. That is, we're going to get ready to suffer in this world. And thus, confirmation shows us that here we must open our eyes and get ready to suffer with Jesus on the cross. That's how we're the closest to Jesus, by suffering with him on the cross, embracing him and being everything um, that we can for him. Thus, let us pray that in um, our lives we may really maximize this grace of confirmation that we have received and really fight hard. And this whole kind of fighting imagery is so important because until you know we have this you know army coming in that's going to destroy our nation, we just kind of sit back and relax and... Um, let everything go into oblivion you know but if we have this enemy army coming towards us that's threatening our house and our livelihood and our children then we mobilize and we get going and we're strengthened and this is what we have to realize that the forces of the enemy are about us and they are just doing everything that they can to destroy us and to destroy our families and thus with the beautiful sacrament of confirmation we're able to meet those infernal armies and to crush them with the heel of Our Lady and again to uh, really triumph by the power of Our Lady. And so we see in confirmation that everything in us grows even more. And we see that love for prayer, love for fighting for God's glory, love for fighting our, uh, for Our Lady, um, all of these things come uh, to us. Thus, let us pray for all those who are going to make their confirmation, those who have already made it also, and here to uh, really see the importance of confirmation and to really maximize all of the benefits that God wants to give us through confirmation. In nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. You've been listening to The Beauty of Our Catholic Heritage with Father Jacob Shea. If this program has been a blessing to you, please encourage others to listen as well. For more information, visit spiritfilledhearts.org. That's spiritfilledhearts.org. May God be with you this day and always. You're listening to the Spirit-Filled Radio Network, where the Bible comes to life. It's the feeling you get when you see a familiar face in a crowd of strangers. It's the way the embrace of a loved one feels after a hard day. That feeling is comfort, and it's what we provide to families who turn to O'Connor Mortuary in their moment of need. More than just providing quality funeral service, we provide the necessary guidance and support to help Catholic families and people of all faiths and cultures process grief and heal their hearts. We are here to help every step of the way. For compassionate comforts in a time of loss, call O'Connor Mortuary in Laguna Hills. You can reach us at 949-581-4300. That's 949-581-4300. O'Connor Mortuary is a sponsor partner of Spirit-Filled Radio.
If you're enjoying these podcasts, please consider supporting Spirit-Filled Hearts Ministry with a one-time or monthly gift. Spirit-Filled Hearts Ministry is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. We are only funded by generous donors who believe in our mission to evangelize.